This is Rob Sepich, and welcome to Relaxing with Rob. If flying on planes is fun and you don't get anxious with turbulence, there is no reason to listen to this episode, unless you'd like to hear a story about what I did on a flight with major turbulence. I somehow managed to turn the beginning of a panic attack, mine, into a fun experience. Some therapists specialize in treating people with specific phobias like this through exposure therapy, and there's some medications that can be really helpful for people who are afraid to fly. When I would be referred students with anxiety about flying, I would just teach some relaxation and imagery skills to augment their work with their providers. And as I said before, this is not a substitute for medical or mental health assistance. But within these limits, I do have three ideas I'd like to share. First, prevention. Not too controversial. It's easier than treatment. So for a couple of weeks before your flight, do any relaxation exercise for about 10 minutes or so, twice a day. It could be one of the bonus episodes I've recorded here, or it could be something else. The goal is just to use them to trigger the relaxation response. You might notice that when your baseline level of anxiety starts to drop, you can actually go into the flight itself calmer than what you're accustomed to right now. And when you arrive at the airport and are waiting at the gate, use it again. So by the time your section is called to board, you might feel surprisingly better than you did on your last flight. Reducing some of this anticipatory anxiety can often really pay off during the flight itself. Second, use imagery on the plane. This is what I'll talk about most in this episode. In episode two, I spoke about how I used imagery in a hospital following surgery. So I'll share what I did with that on a flight. Although I'm typically not anxious on planes and I don't do much flying, I had quite the experience a few years ago on a flight from Chicago to Barcelona. This was an incredibly smooth flight for the first three hours. My wife and daughter were a few aisles behind me because we paid extra for me to have an aisle with some more leg room. And without any warning from the captain, we hit major turbulence. It just seemed out of the blue. The first words spoken on the intercom were, fasten your seatbelts, flight attendants to your jump seats. I don't think I'd heard that direction to flight attendants before, other than when we're preparing to land. And so based on how the plane was shaking and the sounds I was hearing, my first thought was, something happened. This plane's going down. And being over the North Atlantic in the middle of the night, I didn't have a lot of hope for an open sea rescue. My next thought was, at least I won't suffer and become a burden to my daughter or to the healthcare system with some long, slow demise. And my third thought, and these were happening in rapid succession, was I've got to come up with some better thoughts. <laughs> these are not helping. So I put in my ear pods, started a Zumba playlist, closed my eyes, and I imagined, this is just what came to me, I'm in a Jeep in the Colorado Rockies, and it's a convertible We're bouncing around, enjoying views of snow-capped mountains. So I started smiling. I was acting like I was having fun as the plane was shaking. And it was just 
what was working for me at the time. So I was in this image for probably no more than half a minute when somebody started shaking my left arm. So I opened my eyes, looked over, and this was a woman with panic in her eyes, and she was frantically motioning for me to remove my ear pods. So I did, and then she then asked me, with disbelief, are you not bothered by this? And I said, yeah, I actually am, but I'm just trying to stay calm. And she said, I am too, but it's not working. So I introduced myself and extended my hand to shake hers, and she would not let go of my hand. It was a vice grip. So we held hands through the turbulence. And if my wife would have stopped by, I would have said, uh, Honey, I can explain. It's, it's not what it looks like. What I said to her was, These planes are made for this kind of turbulence. It's just a little choppy air. The captain's going to find another air corridor for us, and we're going to get through it. I was sounding like an aerospace engineer or something. So what happened was I became calm as I started believing what I was saying. And so did she. And when we landed and she was thanking me for my help, I told her a secret that I had been faking my calmness on the outside in hopes that I would become calm on the inside. And it worked. She told me that was even more helpful than our conversation during the turbulence itself. She did not know that a process like that was even possible. Turns out she flies often. She's from Ghana, and she travels a lot in her career. But whenever there's the least bit of turbulence, she would think the plane's going down. And now she said she was just going to start acting like a calm person in hopes that she would actually become calmer. Well, in situations like that, it has often worked for me. It's helped clients I've known, so it might work for you as well. The third thing you might try when you're flying is take the focus off yourself. Focus on a book or a movie or maybe even a stranger sitting next to you. It's much harder to feel panic if you're not hypervigilant about your own fears. On that flight, I benefited both by using imagery to kind of normalize what I was experiencing and by taking awareness off my worries, and onto somebody else. So just as Aristotle said that in doing virtuous acts, one becomes a virtuous person, you can act calmer, even in scary situations like that, and you might become a calmer person. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk again soon.